Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. I welcome to another episode of The Blunt Experience. Yeah, I've actually been away for some time, and honestly, I do owe um, quite, quite a number of listeners, you know, an explanation. And I will do that at the end or towards the end. But for now, I actually want to talk about five things, five things that we have, well, witnessed or learnt or taken out or taken away or whatever, however you want to put it, from this year's Olympics. Yes, the Olympics. Uh, I can give the Olympics so many nicknames. I can give it the Eternal Games. I can, I can call it, you know, Nike's favorites, arch nemesis, or or rather, <laughs> you know, there's so many. Seriously, more on that later on the whole Nike and IOC Stroke Olympics thing. Uh, but, but yeah, at the end of the day, it's the athletic athletics, you know, games. It's you know where athletes come out and show how good they are and what have you and we all sit and watch in amazement and what have you even that any day um the original olympic games was actually a ritual to the to the gods eventually to the god zeus yeah a lot of people didn't really really know that did they <laughs> but um yeah, you should, you should read your history, read your history and stuff. I'm not going to come up with some conspiracies of oh, it's some occult thing or what have you. No, that's not, that's that's rubbish. I know, uh, but I actually want to talk about you know five things that we have gotten from this Olympics. Rather interesting things actually uh, that I noticed in the Olympics. The Olympics this year we're in we're in the year 2021, and but then the Olympics, the Tokyo Olympics, was actually called Tokyo 2020. Why? If you're living under the rock, we actually went through a huge pandemic last year, which actually sets well, pretty much sets most of our lives a year back. Yeah, pretty much had most of our, our lives stolen. It was like one year of our life or our lives rather stolen by the corona pandemic which continues to ravage the entire world to be honest with you for some weird reason it continues to mutate change itself <laughs> you know <laughs> go against the vaccine and change the world you know it changes it's changing itself for the better well if you were if it's as a virus funny enough most of us find it very hard to change ourselves for the better anyway that's that's by the way maybe i'll talk about you know talk about that you know another episode but uh we pretty much had a year stolen from us hence why this olympics is actually being called uh tokyo 2020 because it was meant to be held in 2020 but got delayed to 2021 sometimes i think we should just i know come together as one whole world like unite and say you know what we're gonna set the day backwards you know you we already have like you know daylight daytime or it's daylight saving in most uh countries in europe america and what have you i wonder why we can't do like i don't know one year saving <laughs> you know just set the calendar back and say hey guess what 2021 is now to be known as 2020 it so sort of just makes things less awkward and you know gives us Anyway, well, yeah, it's just a ridiculous idea to be honest. Because anyway, it's not going to stop us from aging, is it? You know, trust me. Some I, I think some people would love to take five years off their age or ten years off their age and just go back to being, I don't know, fifteen. You know, some of us who didn't exactly have the resources we have now. I mean, <laughs> you know, seriously, just wink. 
if you're one of those. Anyway, let's let's uh, enough about that. Let's get straight to the points. Five things uh, in no particular order. Let's let's quickly take a I know a one second break and get back into and get that. Okay, so I said in no particular order. So let's just start in with the fact that. I think what I've been saying, let's just start with the fact that, you know what, Naomi Osaka is not black. <laughs> we, let's just get that out of the way. <laughs> now, Naomi Osaka, if you don't know who she is, she's a one-time Wimbledon uh, tennis player. Well, Wimbledon winner. She plays, te- she plays female tennis. Plays tennis, rather. She's a female that plays tennis. Let me put it that way before people accuse me of being sexist or whatever. Anyway, she's uh, <clears throat> half Haitian, half, half Japanese female tennis player who has won Wimbledon she's won you know, a couple of titles and what have you yeah I think she won Wimbledon yeah she did uh, so apparently before the Olympic Olympics around the Tokyo 2020 we she, she actually I hope I saying Tokyo 2020 doesn't go up against some I know copyright infringement or something more on that later but um she before the Olympics, she actually stated that she was going to represent Japan. Now, for a very long time, I've been, I remember when she beat Serena Williams in that final, in that rather infamous final. I know if you haven't seen the final, go see it. Uh, she beat Serena fair and square, though the umpire accused Serena of cheating. He said that, you know, Serena's coach was coaching and probably not allowed to coach. You're not allowed to receive instructions for your coach while the game is going on and what have you. Do correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, Serena played, you know, pleaded not being, you know, not being guilty of that and what have you, and didn't like the fact that the umpire called her a cheat and whatever. But that didn't stop, you know, her from getting beat by Naomi Osaka. Now, Naomi Osaka. Before then, she's pretty much been in limelight, but that just brought her into the limelight even even more. And I remember people back then were saying things like, "Oh, you know, Naomi Osaka, you know, we have another black queen, you know, representing, winning, you know, another another black queen has taken the throne, and what, what, what." I remember telling people, "Naomi Osaka isn't black. No offense." And you're like, "Oh no, 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 no!" But he, she's got a Haitian father. Okay, she's got a Haitian father. That still doesn't make you black. <laughs> no offense. That is that actually still doesn't. That doesn't make you black at all because you've got maybe a black mother, a black father. No, no, no. Being black is a way of life, you know, and it's way more than you know the derogative sense of eating, you know, chicken and drinking water, you know, eating chicken and having your watermelons and what have you. You know, being black means way, way more. Like I can, I can have an, an entire episode on what it means to be black. It's a way of life. It's how you think. It's how, how you think. It's how you act. It's how you, you know. It's how you dress. I think our ancestors went through way too much for people to just be labeled um, black just because a, hey, you know, you've got a black parent. You can have a black parent through means that I might not want to mention because they're inappropriate here, <laughs> you know, to be mentioned here, you know. 
I think it, it to me is, is ridiculous, but I, I like the fact, and this is not me trying to slide, not, slide or hate on Naomi Osaka. Man, she's doing what she's doing, she's good at what she's doing, man, absolute respect to her. I'm not saying her decision was, t- uh, she made a bad decision, you know, representing Japan, absolutely not. I respect the decision, it's a decision that everyone should respect. She had the reasons for doing that. Everyone needs to respect that. You know, she doesn't owe anyone an explanation or anything. You're free to represent. She's free to represent Japan if she wants to represent Japan. But I'm just saying this just to put the the record straight that this lady, she's not black. No offense. She's not black. She's never really sat down to identify as as black. I mean, you have a surname called Osaka. Osaka is a place in Japan. How obvious is it? I mean, if she said her name was Naomi Potter Prince, then yeah, I would understand that. Oh, you're trying to, you're really trying to identify as being Haitian. Yes, she would have done, done you know, the country of Haiti a lot, a huge, you know, you know, a service by, you know, trying to, by representing Haiti. But then again, she would never have, you know, picked up the Olympic to- torch for this ceremony because man i don't think haiti's ever going to host the olympics no offense they're in a huge financial and political mess but yeah but yeah once again ladies and gentlemen nami osaka i want to repeat again nami osaka is black and with now we can finally move on with our lives and move on to the next point Now, speaking of black, once again, I've been proven right. Here's the thing. Now, people have always been saying, oh, 100 meters, you know, 100 meters. One day, some, I know, some non-black dude. <laughs> I hate the fact I'm using colors here. Honestly speaking, I I'm, I, know, I I hate the idea of race. I hate the idea of um I hate the idea of race. I hate the idea of colorism or whatever labels you guys want to put to mention these days. You know, the generation alpha people, you know, are really doing some funny things. But here's the here's the thing: Um, for for decades now, you know, black people, we've always we've usually had you know a black person winning the hundred meters. (laughs) <laughs> well, someone with a bit of, let me put it this way, someone with some form of black heritage winning the 100, the, uh, 100 meters and stuff. And once again, it's happened, you know, in this Olympics. It's happened once again in the Olympics. I'm not saying he's black. <laughs> no offense. Uh, I don't know who he, I don't know him on the personal level. I, haven't, I didn't even know who he was until this Olympics. But, um, yeah, Marcel Jacobs, 100 meters winner, once again, 100 meters, you know, 100, not once again, he's, it's actually the first time he's winning the 100 meters, but Marcel Jacobs of Italy, born to an African-American father and an Italian mom, though he grew up more with his mom, he grew up with his mom, actually. Uh, well, yeah, he's the 100 meters champion, followed by an American, followed by oh i mean seriously but but that i mean okay then okay you know what let's let's look at the four by hundred 
Like people are saying that you know, I, I say you need to have some black inside you to actually win, to actually be able to run really fast. It's it's now genes. I've never met a black person, you know, or someone who is part black or have a bit of black in them that didn't know how to run. Do you want? Do you want to come to Nigeria and try and try out those street hawkers and see how fast they run? Like seriously, come to Nigeria, come to the streets of Lagos. People, people hawking on the hawking on the streets. You know, just you know what you know what. Be in your car. I don't know. Let them in your buy peanuts or something from one of them. You're meant to pay the person, right? Okay, now start moving your your vehicle and see if the person doesn't keep up. Just step step on the paddle, and you just you'll be surprised how fast he or she runs. Like, damn, you'll be like, okay, so why aren't you running the Olympics? But yeah, you know, we have that speed. We literally have that that natural inbuilt speed speed in us. And once again, I've been proven. I have been proven proven right. You know, you had Usain Bolt dominate dominate how many Olympics, like from Beijing to Lo- Beijing to London to what's what's the last one? Yeah, Rio. Man, guys, guys, you know what? What more? What more do I have to say? Like, what's it gonna what's it gonna take for people actually to? to believe me but then here's another thing that i want to actually bring up bring up and this is like a two this is actually two points in one america <clears throat> the guy marcel jacobs he's not an american he's italian yes he was born to an african-american fa- father who's you know milit- who's a military guy okay but he's not american you know, he has dual citizenship, yeah, but he identifies more as an Italian. So don't think you have finally, finally won, you know, the, the 100 meters gold medal. Uh-uh. <laughs> uh-uh. <laughs> You've not. Usain Bolt took, you know, and his fellow Jamaicans took that away from you guys. And he may never return to, return to America for a very long time. You never know, maybe the next Olympics or something, but that's four years from now, or what, three years from now, if this pandemic does, I don't know how, whatever they're going to come up with. But yeah, it's not going to, it's still just not, you know, America. And it's sad. It's sad for you guys. And it just makes me smile even more and more, <laughs> you know, seriously. But hey, guys, let's, let's move on to, to the next point. So the Olympics. I, I, I remember mentioning um, the Olympics being Nike's favorite not arch enemy. Now the guys that first and foremost, I just want to say something. Big shout out to the guys at Nike. <laughs> like you're not, the Nike marketing team. If you're ever looking for someone to intern with you guys or just work or you know eventually get a job with you guys or you know what, just intern with you guys. Man, how about your boy? I <laughs> like your marketing team is amazing. Oh my god, man! You got you guys are awesome. Like every, if you don't know what I'm talking about, every single Olympics that has well, not every single Olympics, but in the modern when I say modern era, was an era I'm talking about like 2010s and what have you. Nike has always found a way to make the most amount of money by sp- by spending 
or rather making the most amounts of impressions by spending the least amounts of money at most of the Olympics recently. Ah, oh, man. They have... Seriously, okay, let, let me put it this way. Who do you think was the, I don't know, the sports sponsor? What it, I don't know what they, what they call it, like sports sponsor of the last Olympics. Who do you think was like sporting, you know, sports <laughs> sponsor of the last Olympics? Most people say it's Nike. You, you know what? In fact, a poll was actually uh, carried out, and I think about 55 to 45, 45 to 55% of people that were asked actually thought it was Nike. But it's it's not. In fact, Nike has never sponsored the Olympics for the past, I think, three or four editions. But yeah, for the past three or four editions, people have thought it's, you know, that Nike are the guys who have been sponsoring it. No, it's been usually between Puma and Adidas. It's going to a point that, you know, these guys, these other guys are just like, man, we can't be bothered because no matter how much money we pay for naming rights and what have you, you guys are going, Nike is always going to make the most amount of social media impressions, the most amount of sales and what have you. And I mean, Nike, 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 you guys are awesome. Now, because of that, the IOC have actually come up with guidelines as to what people can, what athletes can post, and what people, in fact, what normal people can even post on Instagram during these games. And man, it then took a very ugly and ridiculous turn. Doing well, well, I won't say ugly, but it did take a really ridiculous turn to the point that IOC started looking like dictators or jealous overlords. Elaine Thompson Hera, how many people remember who Elaine Thompson Hera is? In case you're living under a rock, which is gradually becoming crowded. She is actually the Jamaican sprinter, female Jamaican sprinter, who has pretty much made history by winning the 100 and 200 meters events on two consecutive Summer Olympics. Man, she did it in Rio, in Brazil, in the heats of Rio, she did it, and in Tokyo, doing this heat of a virus, she did it again. And you know, during one of her competitions, she actually posted something on Instagram, you know, about you know, about the Olympics. And was, I think she had just had the heats or something, or she had just won the semifinals. And she posted Olympic. I remember she. I remember seeing seeing the post. Um, I never seen the post because I actually follow her and this little notification thing on Instagram. I came up and I said something about see you, see you in two days or something, something like that. And Instagram took it down. Oh my God! Instagram took it down. And she then goes, she then goes on her Twitter and lets people know that oh, she got blocked. Yes, she got blocked. She actually it wasn't a mistake or something, but because Instagram came out and let let people know that oh they took it down due to copyright infringement. It's not Instagram's fault if anyone you know gets out the pitchforks and starts trying to you know go after Instagram or something. But the problem is the IOC, the guys who are in charge of the Olympics. Uh, they pretty much have guidelines as to what athletes can actually post in order to protect uh, the value of their you know of their sponsorship deals like it's going to a point that IOC have even you know forced actually forcing countries 
uh, who want to host the Olympics or who are hosting the Olympics to come up with laws that actually pro- that actually protects their naming rights. In case people are wondering what how um, precious these rights are, these rights can go for about four hundred million at its best. No, I rather an average of four hundred million dollars, like even more in some cases and stuff. It, it's 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 ridiculous, man. Which is going to bring me to my next topic and all. But really and truly, IOC guys, 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 guys. <laughs> like. <laughs> oh man and, and this is where i'm actually um i'm actually going to eventually come up with something about these guys but seriously guys really it's going to a point that you guys are going to start really start looking like that jealous girlfriend who checks up on your phone every single now and then and because they then see a female's you know name on your phone start thinking maybe you're cheating or something guys let it rest man so once again once again once again once again we have had another olympics and guess what this olympics has has joined a long list of olympics in fact tokyo 2020 has joined a long list of olympics that is going to make a loss not just because of the pandemic, but also the, because of the fact that the Japanese governments have had to spend a lot of money getting, you know, getting Tokyo, the country, and what have you. Well, Tokyo mostly into tip-top shape in, you know, upgrading its infrastructure to suit the IOC and their sometimes Herculean demands. Man, I started to ask myself, you know, why exactly? You know, is actually the advantage of hosting Olympics, but maybe I'll talk about that in another episode and stuff. But yeah, but yeah, right now Tokyo are actually on on course to making losses of an estimate of two billion dollars from this Olympics. I don't know how they're going to recover that money. I don't know how it's going to happen, but Tokyo joins a long list of of countries or venues. Rather, Japan joins the long list of countries that will be making losses from the Olympics. I mean, who can forget Vancouver? You know, Canada, man, that was crazy. As well as Vancouver, Vancouver or Montreal. It was actually both Vancouver and Montreal. Vancouver did the, I think Vancouver did, did the uh, Winter Olympics and Montreal did, did the uh, summer and bloody hell, man. She, you know, you had the Athens Olympics of 2004, which to me, I think was kind of the pre- pre- precursor to the global financial crisis here's the thing how how the olympics works um if you're going to make make um if you're going to make break even or make a, or even make some sort of profits and pro- even those who have made profits from the uh, profits from the olympics it's usually a case of in the hundreds of thousands of dollars rather than in the millions don't expect to make so much money in terms of profits and stuff um I say profit, I mean that net profits. It's it's a case of you're gonna to have to spend the least possible amount of money on your infrastructure. And trust me, IOC demands are ridiculous. Like, oh my god. It's like they they're like that, they're like that that partner who make you buy a lot of shit that you don't need in the long term. And when they leave you, you're wondering, do I need this Rolls Royce? 
No, I don't. I actually don't need the Rolls-Royce. I actually have vehicles that take me from point A to point B. Oh my God, why did, why did I buy such a big house with, with 50 rooms? I'm just one person now. Yeah, that's pretty much what the ISC does, does to countries. And they leave you with so much debt. Meanwhile, they've made their money and they've walked away. <laughs> Tell me that's not robbery or something. So yeah, Japan are on their way to having the $2 billion, estimated $2 billion in debt. And while the IOC have made their money, made their money from sponsorships and deals and what, what have you. And man, at the end of the day, to think the IOC could not just delay this Olympics to after we have sorted out um, this virus, this pandemic, you know, we're in is is absolutely. I think to me is ridiculous and really selfish on their own part, on on their own part, because at the end of the day, countries make make um, money from tourism during the during the like during that period. Sadly, Japan couldn't make much, couldn't make any money or much money from that because you're in a pandemic, so you don't want people coming in. With we're in a global pandemic, so pretty much they had to pretty much close their borders and really monitor the amount of people coming in and what have you, and people couldn't move around freely. And most of the events were watched by very few people, so even ticket sales, which the IOC still makes money from, weren't weren't that much. It was really a bad deal, and you know. And Japan was really dealt a very bad hand, and I really want to point, point fingers at the IOC. But then again, Japan had every—I think to me, Japan had every right and every reason to have said no, not now, you know. And this, I think, to me, goes as a lesson to every other, you know, every other future host of the games. To me, I think it's. It, I think what. To me, I feel what the I, 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 I doubt the IOC will do do this, but I think the IOC feel the IOC needs to stop taking start taking measures to make it profitable for everyone, or else very soon people are going to start asking themselves questions as to what exactly are the benefits to these games. So yes, Japan and Japanese people, congrats on your on your losses. Yeah, so next next point being well, I, I don't like I mean, actually mentioned the point the like of points or things at the beginning of, of each each uh, segments, but remember Simone Biles, Simone Biles, she American gymnasts. You know, in this day and age where you know where you've got the whole COVID and you know, I mean, we we live in an era where people's mental health is 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 just being threatened so much. There's so much going on, so much pressure, man. So much going on on social media. There's just so much attention, so much pressure. Oh my God! I mean, we live we live in this really hyper capitalist, you know, hyper image, you know, society and stuff. That where where it, it, it's I, I think people tend to trade their mental health and their, you know, just their mental health, well-being for for likes and follows and, you know, endorsements and money and what have you. And man, I mean, I'm actually going to even talk, I'm going to, I can actually relate to that and I'm, I'm going to talk about that, you know, much, much later, like once, once I'm done and what have you, maybe this should have been the, uh, 
and what have you. Um, but man, it's it's crazy. And Simone Biles has become another athlete who is currently being affected by that. Like Simone Biles, right from when she when she came into the limelight in the last Olympics, well, the one before this one. Um, it's just been constant attention, media attention, social media attention. You know, you have the likes, you have the follows, which which you need to keep up due to your endorsements and what have you. I mean, literally, like athletes, athletes, they don't really because in order to be like a top, like a premier athlete, for you to be uh, one of those top competitors, it's something you, you need a, perf- a performance edge. When I say performance edge, I'm not talking about drugs. You need to continuously be practicing and train and what have you. And obviously, you need to pay bills, which means you need to focus. You need to be able to make a living out of being an athlete, which is not an easy thing. I mean, athletes, gold medalists in the Olympic Games only make about $37,000. I think $37,000. Yeah, about $37,000 for winning gold gold medal. And, you know, some, and you, that's just from the Olympic Games and what have you. And imagine you win every four years just to make that. Footballers earn way more than that, you know, and what have you. So athletes pretty much have to fall back on trying to get endorsements. By getting endorsements, you need to, you know, have a following. And by following, you need to be in the media, face of the media all the time. You need to, you know, you have people taking pictures, watching you train. It's, it is crazy, man. <laughs> it's crazy. And C-Mobiles has pretty much become another athlete who has pre- who is currently going through that whole thing. You know, you know, it's affecting her mental health and it's currently affecting her performance. She doing she she's a really gifted and talented athlete, and she and it ended up sh- the whole effect of all this ended up showing her performance in the Olympics. I remember that part where she came off i think she came off the beam and she told she said to one of her teammates doing a team thing and said i can't do this shit anymore and really and truly as much as people you know there's a lot of media where you know calling her a spoiled brat and you know ostracizing her and saying all sorts of nasty things about her and yeah you're a resident bitch what's his name pierce morgan the resident the resident twitter bully himself went and started you know talking about how talking about how she's with sport brats and how people are praising her for back quitting on her team and what have you no offense no offense Piers morgan but seriously i think you quit on being a decent human being ages ages ago and it's a shame honestly because i didn't they i don't think your parents you know, your mom could have gone through nine months of pain just to give birth to such a bully like like yourself. I think if she looked back at it, she would most likely be thinking, yeah, was that all that labor for this? Anyway, yeah, that was a bit nasty, but hey, it has to be, it has to be said. Because really and truly, you will never really understand the whole, what goes through the mind of an individual, you know, or an athlete. When they decide, hey, I need to put my mental health first. And when people decide to put their mental health first, you need to, you need to support them. They need your support. They need your, you know, they, they, they need your understanding and stuff, you know, because you because here's the thing. Should the person start taking drugs, God forbid, start taking drugs, what's, 
what are people gonna say oh he's a drug addict he, he he's a drug addict she's a drug addict oh my god they would be the first these same people that are criticizing Simo Biles would be the first people to criticize her should she become a drug addict and people end up taking drugs because they're trying to deal with men, mental issues she decided hey guess what I'm going to forego all this payment all this popularity all this money to sort out my mental health because I want to live long. I want to live a life be, that is going to eventually go beyond being an athlete. You know, you only get to be an athlete for a certain portion of your life. And that's it. Especially as a gymnast. You know, and that's it. That's a very physical demand. That, that thing is demanding or you're demanding when it comes to your concentration, your 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 physique, your joints, everything. And she knows she knows that, hence why she made that decision. And this goes out to everyone because a lot of us are doing things that you know are you know detrimental to our health. You know, a lot of us can't keep up with the, with this time. There's nothing wrong in you taking a break. Absolutely nothing wrong with taking a break. Put your mental health first. The money isn't worth it. Honestly, there's no amount of money that's going to be worth you becoming an addict and stuff but yeah I need to move I need to you know push this on and just you know come bring this to an end so leave me on the on the side of the thing so we've once again come to the end of another episode and on Honestly speaking, it's it's a crazy one. Um, I know I said I, I, I owe people, I owe everyone a um, an explanation for my absence, and I actually sort of hinted it during my <laughs> during during my segments. But if you didn't pick up the, the hints, if you're living on the rock and didn't pick up on the hints, then you know here's me coming out straight straight with you guys. I love doing this i love doing this oh my god you don't understand i have passion for um for this sort of stuff right from when i was a kid i always wanted to work in radio sadly i did not pursue that you know um that passion but on the side i still try to work on my speaking and and what have you (laughs) i do at the end of the day you know i had an accident while playing rugby uh 2008 which left me with a bit of uh, brain damage on my speech area Hence why I stutter most times. I never, I wasn't a stutterer when, when I was growing up as a kid. But that uh, incident, I had two concussions in the game, and that left me stuttering <laughs> a lot. It's improved. It's actually improved. Improved and all. Yeah. Please forgive the plane flying. But um, yeah, it, it's improved. It's uh, improved a lot, and it's something that I've still just kept working on my speaking and what, what have you uh, or in my speech and what have you so I enjoy doing this this, this is this to me is something I love doing it's one of the things I love doing it's it's one of my hobbies and what have you um, but recently I had to take a break from it I really had to it wasn't because I stopped loving it oh no 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 trust me I, I love doing this but you know it but this doesn't pay the bills right now. Um, and I'm not in a rush to have it pay the bills. I, I don't want to... I know people were saying, some people were telling me, oh, no, 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 you know, why don't you, you know, start a Patreon account and have people, you know, send you money and this and that. 
I don't want to do I don't want to do that because I've never been one who knows how to beg for money. <laughs> oh my god. Call it pride or call it not being lazy or something, but I'd rather uh people see that compelling need to pay for value if they uh if they feel this gives them them value. Uh I, I, I like doing this doing this because I like doing this I'm not doing it yes eventually hopefully I will start making money from it but this is something I love doing and it got to a point I remember I was trying to get a job at, on a ra- at a radio station and I actually, when they said oh you know intense spots are filled and what have you and we can't pay you I actually told one of the guys that look I will do this for free in the meantime till a spot a spot opens up and yeah I still remember it kind of got him pissed off because he was like why would you do that what the hell like even though he kind of explained it to me later that he felt that i'd be wasting my time and talents um doing it for free and that i leave myself open to exploitation and stuff but big shout out to him i don't want to mention his name because i'm not sure he want me to mention his name but i had to take some time off because i have a day job which pays the bills and at the day job it was becoming very very toxic oh my god it was becoming emotionally and physically draining and i was just like what the hell i was i was that's why i can sort of i was very close to quitting honestly speaking i was very close to quitting and but there's a thing I'm, i'm not a quitter Yes, I, I was about to just do the whole thing and just tell people, tell the work that, you know what, I can't do this shit anymore. And that's why I can sort of, I can really, really relate to what, what Simon Biles is, was going through or is going through. Gets to the point, and don't don't get me wrong, my day job, I work in, in the food and hospitality, you know, sector. I love the food and hospitality. It's something I, I grew up loving. Like, oh my God, you don't understand. You know, for me, it's media and food and hospitality. I, I love those two and stuff. And I love, and you know, for me, it's not my day job. For me, it was fun, but it was just not, it was becoming, the environment was becoming too toxic. And I was just like, Jesus Christ, what the hell? Like, I started hating the industry. Yes, it's not an easy industry to work in. Trust me, it's, it is very challenging. It will challenge your emotions. It will challenge you like hell. But it then got to a point whereby it wasn't just a it wasn't challenging me in the right way it was challenging me in, in the really wrong way and i was like seriously am i even in the right place so i decided to take a break from this uh because even the quality of, of what i was giving on this it was my job was affecting the quality and stuff and i just decided you know what i need to take a break and sort out the thing this whole thing because i just don't quit i, I don't back down from things I'd rather, I'm the sort of person, okay, let me use animals as exact. If I was an animal, if I was a lion, I'm the sort of, if, if a prey ended up being very difficult to catch and try and kept eluding me, I will keep coming at it, keep coming at it, keep coming at it. So I finally slay it. Even when I slay it, I'd most likely just leave it there for someone else to just eat and just walk away. And that's how I am with this job. I will slay the beasts. I will slay every single person there is. I mean, Jesus Christ, stop me, <laughs> try me. And then any day I will eventually get an offer somewhere and I will walk away. 
and that's how I am with most most things. And they say, you know what? Yeah, so this thing wants to be a beast. You know what? I'm I'm coming for you. I'm coming for you. This work wants to be a beast. All right, cool. I'm coming for you. I'm going to slay you. And when I'm done, I'm going to walk away. So I decided to take a break. I saw that out. Have I slayed? I'm in the process. In fact, things are going not in the ideal way. But let's just say I've got I've got this beast's number. <laughs> I've got to those who know, they know, you know. <laughs> I know. And I know at the end of the day I'm gonna come out on top and at the end of the day I'm just gonna walk away. Drop the mic and walk away. Well, not this mic, but <laughs> you get what you get what I mean. You get what I mean. So yeah. But one of the story is, guys, uh, your mental health, mental health is very important and you need to face it. We, we live in a world, this life is too short, and we live in a world that is really challenging these days, especially with this pandemic and so, so much uncertainty and what have you. Man, guys, just face, face your mental health is very important. Your mental health being, well-being is, I say well-being, well-being is very important, guys, you know. And if you can do what you love and make it, Make it, eventually make a living out of it, and man, you have conquered, you have succeeded, man. <laughs> you have made, you have reached the goal. A lot of people around the world, billions of people around the world, are trying to actually achieve. So yeah, thank you so so much for listening. Oh, by the way, by the way, I'm I need to say give a very good big shout out to people who reached out to me during my little hiatus. Thank you so much. I really appreciate you guys. Love you guys. Thank you so much. Uh, this is not the last. I'm going to keep dishing out episodes. But on a weekly basis, I don't want to do bi-weekly for now. I don't want to do bi-weekly again because I re- I need to focus on the quality and not the quantity. Uh, next, on the next episode. And trust me, these episodes are going to be way more blunt than this. I'm sorry. If if this is going to hurt your feelings, then this is not the show for you. But in the next episode, I actually want to stick to this Olympics thing and actually t- tell you five things that... Five things I feel are wrong with the Olympics. And I want to actually talk about how it also relates with life. Because to me, life is far more important than anything in this world. Honestly speaking, without life, man, I, w- I wouldn't be doing this. Without life, you won't even be listening to this. So, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for, for listening. Um, to millions and billions out there, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and God bless.